0: hey who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're episode 117.
1: One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force
0: field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you.
1: Sometimes
2: behind you, but
0: normally ahead of you
1: problem with time travel is one never seems to find the time
3: change my dear and it seems not a moment too soon
1: unlimited rice pudding etc etc a meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with light purple green brilliant yellow yes
3: and the doctor by the way what's your name
1: Rance.
3: nice to meet you Rose. run for your life it's more like a big ball of wibbly
1: wobbly timey wimey stuff Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack
0: eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Hey, Who fans. Welcome back to the Big Blue Box podcast. And we've got another raft of new listeners again. Oh, right. Hello, new listeners. Which is good stuff. Waving to you from behind the mic. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Old timers, welcome back. (laughs) Grizzled ancients. (laughs) Hope you've had a fantastic week. And that you've managed to do something Doctor Who related. Other than watch class. Hope you've delved deep into the DVD collection. Or the Blu-ray collection. Or both. Mm. Or the BBC store. Oh. Who knows? Who (laughs) who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Talking of the BBC store. um, I had a bit of an ish. Oh, yeah. Um, I I wanted to go on because I finally crumbled. I thought, right, I've got to watch The Power of the Daleks. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I've got a BBC Store account. Be easy. Jump on there. Bish, bash, bosh. There you go. But no, for some reason, my account had been locked out. Yes. And I can't, I don't know why. I've no idea why. So um, I've I've raised a, a support ticket, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I don't want to, because um, I've had it in the past where you've tried to log into certain things and you're tempted to just create a new account. Yeah, I know. You yeah. know what I mean? To try and get in and, and just and mm. do something. But I thought, no, because I've got like seven or eight, you know, Doctor Who purchases through the store already. So if I create a new account, they'll be lost. Ipso yeah. facto, I need to get this one sorted out. But yeah, that's a real bummer. So I, have, you, yeah. what, have
4: you not been able to get back in?
0: No still no because you know normally they've got the um have you forgotten your password so they'll send you an yeah, yeah. your password yeah. um so it must be something wrong with my username or my email address or something no
4: mate it's it's, it's not it's not just you because I, really? I had the same issue ah right and um
0: i got really cross with
4: them um i i con- contacted them and uh, and basically I just said yes yeah, it's our server hopefully it'll be back up later on Oh, and i was right. like <clears throat> excuse me, i was like so yeah but i've downloaded the stuff that I've bought, (laughs) that I've paid hard money for, um, do I have to be able to sign into your account to watch it? Surely if I've downloaded it to my computer, that means I should be able to watch it when and wherever because I've paid money for it. And they're like, no, 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 you you have to sign in first or you can't watch it. So I'm like, so your site that constantly crashes, like now, <laughs> um, you're saying that I, even though I've paid money for stuff, I can't watch it because your store's down, even though I've downloaded it to my device. That, that just doesn't make sense. So I'm, I've, I've purchased Power of the Daleks from the BBC store, and I can't help but think it was my first and last purchase, because what a load of rubbish. Oh, what's, the point of it, what's the point of boy, buying something? If you can only watch it when they're blooming stores up and running online, like what's the point of that? Da- what's the point
0: of being able to download it to your device? Do you know what I mean? There's a few bloomings coming out, and I sense that you want to use stronger words. Yes, exactly, mate. Yeah. Yes.
4: Um, but you can't. So, but- but i can't no no i'm being yeah yeah i'll I'll restrain because we are a family <laughs> podcast <laughs> but it, it, but, yeah. but just to let you know it's not just you because as soon i'll tell you mate good old twitter <laughs> as soon as i as soon as i messaged him on twitter i had a few of my followers messaged and said oh it's not just you um we've got the same issue and then bbc store finally replied and told me that so so that kind of put my mind at rest because just like you i was thinking oh well you know must be my account i must have put my password in wrong a couple of times um perhaps i you know try another one or or create a new one and stuff so yeah so try it again they the the thing i didn't like was they were like well hopefully it'll be back up later on And i was like hopefully you've taken my money (laughs) i want to be able to watch what i bought like why do i why do you have to um why do you have to be able to sign in like what if you download it that's about can't get if you download it to your device why Mm. can't you watch it like if you download something from itunes it doesn't matter if their site's up and running. I can watch it on my computer, but you can't do that with BBC Store, it seems. I, I don't get it. I, I, I just think, what a load of, what a load of rubbish. I won't mm. be using it. It's a
0: limitation, obviously. So have you still not got to watch it? No, well, I haven't tried this morning. This was yesterday. Oh, okay. So oh, you haven't seen any of it yet? No, no, I was going to watch it yesterday. I thought, perfect opportunity. I had a, had a couple hey. of hours spare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yesterday evening, so I thought because I was going to wait until the Blu-ray. Like I said on last week's show, I'm just going to save it up and just wait for the blue mm. in February. But that is quite—is it February or January? It's February, isn't it? February, yeah, yeah. So I, but now I crumbled. There's just so many mm. good things being said on Twitter, and I've seen a few more clips and so on. I thought, nah, I'll just get it on on the BBC store. But alas, I was thwarted.
4: So you, so you haven't? They haven't taken your money yet.
0: They've taken no. the money. I'll oh, take the money, but you oh, can't. Oh no, watch no, it. sorry, no, I can't. I can't log in to buy it. Sorry. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, but they've do. actually taken your money, though.
4: They've taken my yeah. money, and I did. I have managed to watch it all now. Yeah, I mean, it, it came back online um, within a couple of hours. It, you know, so I managed to watch it that night. Um, but to be honest with you, I only bought it from BBC Store. Um, because I wanted the free postcards that the first thousand customers got. <laughs> but as it turns out I didn't I wasn't one of the first 1,000, so I didn't get them anyway. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so that, that also beat me off. But I, I don't know. I've been trying to sort of find out where when you download it, I was going through all my laptop, all my files, like trying to find out where it actually downloads it on your computer because it must be there somewhere <laughs> for me to be able to watch. But I don't know. I couldn't couldn't find the files. I just think it's a strange bizarre way of doing things. I I just
0: can't get my head around it. So it's a mystery. Hmm. Which is why um yeah, I still prefer good old physical discs. Well
4: exactly. You don't have that problem with a good old physical disc. But um but I have managed to watch all six episodes now and you're in for a treat. It's really good. Especially the the last episode. Um I was just sat there, I mean I loved it and I was just sat there the whole time thinking oh i'd love to be able to see the actual thing because mm. you've got daleks exploding and heads popping off on the on the daleks i mean um and it just looks so amazing um that i just can imagine that the actual footage of it would would have, would be incredible to watch mm. but but this is you know this is the next best thing and it is great i have to say really really good but mm. i won't say anymore because you haven't seen it so i don't want
0: to ruin it for you yes yeah, so i will try and log in later this afternoon and see if it's fixed well, this
4: is the th- yeah, I guess I don't want to keep going on about BBC Store, but this is the thing, their site seems to be constantly down. That's, if I'm sounding a little bit annoyed about it, that's why, because I don't understand how they can take money off people if they are, can't get to the things they've actually purchased. The site always seems
0: to be crashing, um, so they need to get it sorted, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe because the, the amount of people that has grown a lot. I, mean, I remember when the BBC Store first launched, and I created an account with them straight away. Yeah. And I purchased a couple of classics, I think. I purchased Pyramids of Mars and Caves of Androzani, and that was all went swimmingly. Yeah. No problems. But maybe with the, you know, now they've got like an extra couple of million users, their servers are a little bit... Where are all these people come from? Mm,
4: hopefully it'll get better, because they have got a few little exclusives. Like they've just uploaded some episodes of the adventure game which, um, I, as far as I know, has never come out on DVD. Do you not remember that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, it was just something I grew up with as a kid. I'm trying to think if it was it was 70s or 80s. I'm not sure now. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it was just a really silly, low-budget BBC kids' programme where they sort of walked across this board game and tried not to get zapped and... There was like a talking plant and it was just bizarre. It was just really bizarre. But it used to have sort of like celebrities at the time on there. So I think like, you know, like they could cast the cast of Doctor Who were probably on it and and Blake Seven and stuff. I can't really remember, but it was something I used to love. Um, and I saw that popped up on BBC Store, so I was tempted to get it. But I'm afraid, they, yeah, I'm afraid I won't be spending my money on there at the minute unless it drastically improves,
0: you know. A, a, a low budget. BBC programme <laughs> from, from the 80s. You do also, surprise me that you like that. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to see it. Just, just just, put the adventure game into YouTube. You'll just be like, what the... That sounds like an earlier version of a programme that I watched when I was a lad called Nightmare.
4: Oh, um, uh, yeah, Nightmare in Space,
0: I suppose. Okay, yeah. right. What a show Nightmare was. Yeah, Nightmare was brilliant. Blimey. That big bearded guy. The yeah. dungeon Yeah, whatever his name was, or the yeah the quest keeper, whatever his name was. Mm. What a guy!
4: There'll be there'll be there'll be a demographic of our listeners that know exactly what we're talking about,
0: and then there'll be a load (laughs) of listeners going, "What on earth are they on about?" (laughs) Yeah, so nightmare was a program where there was three, three, basically it was three kids out of sort of lower high school. And three of them sat in front of a huge treasure chest, which essentially was just the monitor. And one of the kids, the fourth kid, had um, a sort of helmet on. If you've ever seen the the video game Skyrim, the main character, that sort of helmet, he had that on and he stepped into a room. But for him, it was just a bunch of blue screen back in the day. But for Mm -hmm. the kids watching it on the monitor, he was in like a room and... Oh, it was so good, even talking about it. It's just amazing. I know, it was. It was. He, he was like, the, the kid walked into the room and he's like, where am I? And they were like, right, you're in a room and there's a table. So take 10 steps forward. And he steps forward and they're like, right, on the table, there's an apple, a dagger and the map. So put them in your bag and say, oh my God, just talking about it is just amazing. So I yeah. wonder if that's out there somewhere, because a lot of these things did get, I mean,
4: I thought the adventure game had got wiped. I've just Googled it, it's the 80s. Thank goodness for that, I thought it was older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, a, a lot of these things did get, you know, like they were seen as worthless after they aired, mm. weren't they? So they got junked or you know put away. So I hope, I hope um, Nightmare and is still out there somewhere. A bit like Doctor Who.
0: A bit like Dr. yeah. yes. Yeah. Um yeah, because we'll come on to it in a second, but um I've I've never seen the special features on the greatest show in the galaxy DVD. Oh, they're really good. So yeah, I watched them last yeah. night. Yeah. And uh, there's a really interesting uh, little bit on there called um, Tomorrow's Times. Where oh, yeah. Annika Wills is reading the, all the newspaper reviews and articles from all the you know the big newspapers at the time. And they really gave the show a slating, didn't they? Yeah. In the McCoy era. And it's basically that kind of mindset. It was like, oh, this is a worthless show. Hardly any viewers, rubbish reviews. Let's can it. Yeah. And now look. Yeah. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. It's beautiful.
4: BBC. But um, I have to say, I'm glad to see Power doing so well because that hopefully does mean um, we'll have some more on the way because it'd be lovely to fill in those gaps of
0: missing stories, wouldn't it? So.
4: Yeah, it's good to see it doing doing so well.
0: Absolutely, mate. Mm-hmm. You been up to anything else apart from binge watching the Power of the Daleks?
4: Um, yeah, well, I had a, I had a good weekend. I I went to the Noel Clark signing at Forbidden Planet, so oh, I met course. Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a really nice guy. Actually, I had a really good um, little chat with him, and got his comic book The Troop signed. So that was good. Uh, got a cool photo with him. Um, yeah, and then I headed off to Westminster to uh, a film fair to meet Bernard Cribbins um oh. we were a bit worried when we got there because he he hadn't showed up and we were like oh no you know because he was the one I really want to meet um mm-hmm. but he did turn up almost about 10 minutes after we arrived um and there was a really massive long queue for Bernard so I got to meet him it was very brief he was very very nice I got a picture with him and stuff um <laughs> I said to add because I was with I was with Adam the alt I noticed that every time someone was taking pictures of him he likes to be very animated so he doesn't just sort of pose Mm -hmm. he was sort of pulling lots of faces and moving around which is a nightmare with the iPhone camera because it just you just get about 10 (laughs) blurred photos of someone moving so I was like oh I just literally just keep pressing take just keep (laughs) taking it and I'll just have to hope that one of them's good so I managed to get a fairly decent one with him but he was yeah he's quite a quite a funny guy you know he's just like hello there what's going on what whoop, whoop, you know doing all lots of moves and i was just like just don't oh, please stay still just for one picture um but that was really cool there was a strange thing happened while i was in the queue for bernard Dope. and um once again i will have to moderate my language because what's the name of it miriam margolis is it who's the Margul- woman at miriam- harry potter miriam margolis yeah margolis she yeah. also went on that um exotic hotel thing with swester mm-hmm. mccoy didn't she her table was <laughs> right next to me while I was queuing for Bernard. Um, and there was nobody waiting to meet her. And um, so I just sort of happened to clock that she was, you know, sat at a table next to me. And there's this girl who went up to get her autograph and she said, are you going to buy something? Obviously I'm, I'm sort of lis- uh, you know listening in. And she said, uh, yeah, she goes, good. Cause it's your last effing chance. Uh, and the girl's like, oh, right. Um, oh, really? Okay. Is it all right to say on the podcast? Yeah, it's Not too strong, is it? No. Um, um, but it gets worse. And I, well, obviously, I'm not going to use the word. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in the queue and uh, I'm trying to vlog the day. Um, now, last time I was at this film fair in Westminster, I vlogged the day. No problem. I'd abs- you know, I filmed loads. I hadn't been in the door two minutes before someone told me off for, for um, having my camera out. Oh, God. And I was like, uh, so it's all, they've all clamped down. It's like, no, 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 you've got, to, you've got to pay if you want to take a photo of someone. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not actually taking a photo, but anyway, um, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't manage to get much at the So I'm stood next to Miriam Margolis in the queue for Burner Cribbins. I decide I'm going to just do a little panning shot of the hall while I'm in the queue for the vlog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I'll just get her in it as I pan round. Anyway, she clocks me, thinks I'm taking a photograph, and she goes, Oi, did you just take a photograph, you cheeky C-word? No. Really loudly. And I was absolutely floored. I was like, "Uh, well, I, I didn't actually know. But, um, and I just could not know what to say. And, all, and the guys I was with all cracked up laughing and stuff. Now, although, <laughs> although I found it funny... I also didn't think it was very appropriate considering the guys in front of me, um, you know, they had their kids with them and stuff. And I just was just, as I said, a bit like I am now, speechless. I was like, there are kids in the room. You don't use that sort of language. Um, So, yeah, I was a little bit shocked. And to be honest with you, I half thought about getting a autograph while I was waiting in the queue because I could have literally just got it there and then. But I decided I wasn't going to give her 25 quid um, after she called me. that. (laughs) So I just sort of shuffled off. And met Bernard, and uh, and then we left. So it was a it was a quite an eventful little weekend, really. But um yeah, I'm still a little bit shocked.
0: She's bonkers, though, mate. She's completely bonkers. That makes the um that makes the Who shops policy on photos seem very tame. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. Wow,
2: yeah. I yeah. can't
0: believe that. No, it was. Oh, it was shocking. Yeah.
4: Everyone else found it hilarious. I mean, I. I did. I just was just I I don't know, I'm always aware, maybe I'm old fashioned because kids nowadays probably swear more than me. And I do swear. I mean, before we before we record, you know, I swear like a trooper, but Effing I'm always aware of it when we're, you know, when there are kids in the room and stuff. And I was just thinking, I can't believe she's just said that in front of this queue of people like, you know, some of them pretty young and stuff. So yeah, shocking. But apparently she wow. has got a bit of a reputation for being a bit like that, so. Mm. Wow. So I didn't get her autograph. But if she, I I was thinking about it, she she kind of yeah, she lost me at that point. I thought, mm. nah, I think I'll save it for for uh this weekend event in Slough, so I didn't get it. She had but I did chance. get Bernard and he was very nice, so, good. Yeah, so, good. so that was a good weekend. Um and I know you've
0: been you've been to see a Doctor Who celeb this week, last week. Alumni, yes. Um I went to see Donna Noble. Yeah. Am I bothered? Am I, yeah, I went to see the Catherine Tate show. Was it good? Oh, it was so funny.
2: Yeah. I, she was so to good. It, yeah.
0: Yeah. Honestly, she is if you've ever seen the Catherine Tate show on TV, the the show was basically that, just live. So yeah. just a, a bunch of different little sketches. And they very quickly had like these um these couple of big um screens behind her and that was like the background of the set. And then he brought in like some extra stuff like mm. um a couple of desks when they're she's doing her office scene like have a guess that character and um yeah and it was just so well done and she she's really good live as well yeah she's amazing live
4: I'd, I'd like to go and see i've seen a few of my friends on facebook that have gone to see her at different venues and stuff um which one did you go to was it hammersmith yeah the apollo yeah 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 the apollo yeah um I, but i can imagine she'd be good you didn't wait around the stage door to meet her after oh
0: uh, well i thought about it we as we walked out, had a, we had a walk around and I looked down as we was walking to the station. You can, it's down like the, the left hand side. There was just so many people there.
4: Oh, I bet, yeah.
0: And the yeah. Apollo's a big, well, actually not. It's, it's not one of the biggest, but it's it very. It sells out almost immediately. Anything that's on at the Apollo. So there was so many people there. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not waiting there for, you know, for ages. Um, and there literally was loads of. But you could see the crowd. Yeah, sort of building up around there. So yeah, I was like, nah, give it a miss this time. But um, no, it was great to see um, old Chiswick's Finest um, <laughs> doing some comedy. Yeah, it was really good. She's, she is one of my favourite companions from the new series, actually. I mean, I, I do love Donna uh, and Catherine Tate, obviously. So, yeah. Potentially one of the biggest turnarounds in Doctor Who oh, casting. Everyone yeah. went nuts about her being cast in mm-hmm. the show, didn't they? they? Like, literally, it must have been sort of 80, 85% of people said it was ridiculous and rubbish and it's not going to work.
4: Yeah, well, I, I was one of them. I, th- I thought it was going to be disaster, I'll be honest with you. I remember when it was announced, I was like, no, sh- seriously, that's not going to work. Yeah, and
0: I, and I absolutely love love Donna Noble. I think she's the best, actually. Yeah, now she's loved her. I remember um, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times, you've probably heard it as well, at the proms concert. Um, they, play this, uh, they play this bit of music. I think it's called The Companion Suite where they go through and they play all the, the themes from the, you know, the popular companions. And every time Donna's theme comes on, the place just erupts. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. With, with yeah. Cheer and it's Yeah. So yeah. I quite, I quite like that aspect actually. I think she's, and I and I, and I bet that she's loving that fact as well, that when I she saw, so. when she saw the reaction, when she first got cast of how disappointed and everyone, everybody was, but mm. now she's thinking, uh, yeah, I told you yeah i told you so that's cool it was really good excellent mate. really really good um i haven't been up to much else really um I, I have watched a bit of who i like i said i watched the greatest show in the galaxy dvd mm-hmm. special features because i hadn't seen those before and um that was very interesting that one i just can't stop thinking about the poor guy getting his
4: head <laughs> trapped in the door shutting oh yeah. his teeth clunked together ian oh. ian somebody in yep, the outtakes, he? this is, isn't it? They just show the, the, the bit where the door was released
0: too soon and drops on his head. Yeah. It's really painful to watch. Yeah. And it, you can tell as well because that he's in pain because his reaction is just to be stunned. Yeah. And he sort of turns around. And I think the camera cuts them. But I think he said that after that, he sort of fell to the ground and was out of it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, it's funny and horrific at the same time. Yeah. Is the best way yeah. to describe it. But right. that's a really good uh, bunch of features on that disc. Yeah. Mm. Um, surprisingly not much from Sylve though in the making of he does he's not uh, in it is he he's probably filming the hobbit when they did the hobbit, that one <laughs> yeah. um but no, that was good um i watched the tv movie again on blu-ray oh yeah 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 just to see if i can get anything out of it in terms of why did i buy the blu-ray you know,
2: mm-hmm, you know yeah. over
0: the dvd and um the only the only plus is the audio mix really yeah That's, if, you, if you've got a surround amp and you can shove it through there it's a good it's a good listen and the soundtrack. Wow. I, we love the soundtrack, don't we? It's beautiful to the movie. Yeah, so, Love the movie soundtrack. Yeah. So um yeah, stuck that on. And that's been my week of who, really. Oh I found well, that's my, not bad um, actually. I found my my TARDIS um mints. TARDIS MINTS? Oh not those things. My TARDIS mints that I bought oh. from the Who Shop the last time I was there.
2: Oh. And
0: I've been going through them this how can Look. <laughs> These, they're the even the mints themselves. Are, hold on, hold on.
4: Just while Gary's having enjoying a mint, I'll tell you the reason I don't like him. It's because when I bought the Zabby... oh the Tardis shaped mints. The, even okay. the mints
0: are like little Tardis shapes. Yeah, I I
4: have nothing against the mints themselves. <laughs> it's just that I paid a fortune for that blimmin' Zavi Doctor Who box and it had a pack of them in it. And I was just like, oh, they're not exactly exclusive, are they? I mean, I, there's about a thousand of them when you walk in the door in Forbidden Planet. So yeah, that's what I've got against those mints. I really like my little TARDIS tin <laughs> that they came in.
2: They,
4: they are nice. I think under any other circumstance, I'd probably like them, but they bring back horrid Zavid memories. I'm trying to think
0: what I'm going to put in this now. Uh, what's the hardest? Um, maybe yeah, you're i are not going to get many coins in there, are you? Maybe I can put away those awful badges that somebody gave me. I think, what is it called? Geek's handbag or something. Oh. Little pin badges look awful. I can go in there. That's not nice. That's not very nice, is it? No. I jest, of course. I love my Geek's
4: handbag yeah. badge. They, t- they, they took me hours to make them blooming <laughs> badges.
0: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know <laughs> it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> Shall we move on and do some news? Yeah. Let's land it and there's some news. Oh. Very sorry. I'm acutely aware that you guys can probably now just hear me um, chomp in on one of these mints. So I'm mm-hmm. very sorry. First up in the news, uh, something that we saw a couple of weeks ago, but we, um, uh, for reasons that can't be explained, we just didn't include it in the show that week. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, there's been a funding um, project set up uh, by David J. Howe um, to essentially get um, his um, his huge collection of Doctor Who merchandise um, sort of put on display. His own mm. sort of little um, Uh, museum, which will be um, imaginatively titled the Doctor Who Merchandise Museum. Um, And uh, so this guy, David, David Howe, you've probably heard of him. uh, He's been collecting everything, basically, since the early 70s, mid 70s, Mm.
2: I think. Yeah.
0: Um, And it goes literally all through. So costumes, props, figures, magazines, everything. Um, he kind of puts our collections to shame, really. Because mm. you and I, especially you, mate, you've got a cracking collection. I mean, it's like taking over your house.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah. I, I thought that's what happened with this guy. Um, when the story first surfaced, I thought it was that he basically outgrown his house, which is something we can both relate to. Mm. And I thought that's why he decided decided to make this museum, uh, which sounds like quite a good idea, really, because, like, you know... Get it all in one place, on display. Yeah, obviously behind cabinets so no one can touch it.
0: <laughs> of course. Don't need fingerprints course. or any accidents. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, it's um, he's hoping to open it in summer of 2018. Mm. So it's a, a year and a half at least away uh, to get it all sorted out. But he has put um, a, a funding project up on Indiegogo. Um, and he wants to raise... Roughly thirty thousand pounds.
4: God, that's a lot of dough
0: to get it done. Currently, um, just over as we're recording this now on um, the sixteenth of November, um, about eighty people have backed, and he's raised just over three grand. Mm. So he's off to a good enough start. There's two months left.
2: Right, that's a lot of
0: money to raise, isn't it? I didn't realise it was that much. It is a lot of money. So, Mm. and there's lots of different as they, you know, this is a typical thing with crowdfunding. That's very similar to Kickstarter where they've got different tiers that you can invest and, in, um, mm. and you can pledge, um, anything from just one pound. And if you pledge a pound, that'll get you a shout out on the Facebook page and Twitter from David going all the way up to 500 quid and 500 quid gets you lunch, um, with Fraser Hines. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, or 400 quid, get to your friends and family, open day, all to yourself, things like that. 40 quid, you get a free visit once a year for five years. Um, and all that. So there's plenty of different tiers if you mm. want, if you do want to back it. Um, it sounds quite interesting. Um, it's worth jumping on to. We'll put a link in the show notes as usual. We'll, we'll just head over to the Indiegogo page and he's got a summary of you know why he's doing it and all the details and stuff like that. So if that sounds like your cup of tea and you'd like to visit, then give it a back. Give it a
4: back. I'd ser- certainly like to see his collection. I mean, you know, you can imagine he's got some really rare stuff in there. I mean, he's holding up a, the sort of diamond logo dot two sign in the photo, which looks gorgeous. I don't know where he's got that from. Um, yeah, it would be cool, wouldn't it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah,
4: good stuff. Right. So
0: uh, that's it for the news, isn't it? We've got any other news? Um, no. It's well, until until who returns to our screens. Um, it's just mainly sort of class focused really and all that is just a bunch of pics
4: yeah i was just gonna say if you look on the dot two news site the, the only other thing is about a billion pictures from episode six of class so if you're interested in, in that go and have a look on yeah. the dot two news page
0: yeah yeah right um should we welcome the daleks back yes get them in because i've got a couple of bits haven't they? got a couple of bit merch merch corner merch corner Much corner! I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Do you like Douglas Adams? I do. His book. His Doctor Who book, The Pirate (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going
4: to say something else. Like, (laughs) do you like Doctor Who? Yes. Do you like
0: Douglas Adams? Yes. (laughs) Well, you're going (laughs) to (laughs) love. Well, you're in luck. Because his book... From 1978, The Pirate Planet uh, is to be published yeah. in January based on the original script written by James Goss, um, who also uh, adapted City of Death.
4: Mm, he did a good job on that because it was supposed to be Gareth Roberts, wasn't it? It sort of dropped out halfway through. So James Goss took over and he did a very good job on City of Death. So hopefully
0: he will be good on this one. Yes, indeed. And there's also an audio book. Um, released at the same time, uh, narrated by John Coulshaw. So I'm not sure John he's going to do any, any voices for us or not. Um,
4: he will do, because um you know he was at the Polarity Day thing I went to the other week. Yes. Um, yeah. And I had a little chat with him, and it was like he um, he sort of reminded me of an uncle that, you know when you have an uncle that just can't have a conversation without every other line being a joke? Well, with John, it was like he just kept doing lots of different impressions. It was really bizarre. Like he didn't <laughs> seem to be able to talk to me without breaking into somebody else. So, yeah, I'm sure we will get a few impressions
0: from him <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hope so it would make it but he it a does more... Tom Baker doesn't he he does a good Tom Baker very good Tom Baker yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a Tom Baker story mm. um, so it's yeah, so it's a, it's based on a, um, a draft that Douglas Adams did many years ago um, that's been sort of locked away um, and it's apparently it's quite different from the TV script and so on mm. Um so it'll be an interesting read. I think I, I love Douglas Adams and you know, yeah. you know, all the Hitchhiker stuff and the work he's done on Who is, is really good. So I would say this would be a pick-up for me.
4: Yeah, I would definitely get it. I've got the other two. I've got Sharder and I've got City of Death, so this will be a nice one. Um, I don't like the cover very much, to be honest with you. It's a bit plain, but I suppose it fits in with the sort of Douglas Adams style with the writing and everything, but... Yeah, yeah, I was I hoping guess. that was like a Prytotoke cover when I first saw it. But yeah, um, I'll definitely be getting it, mate. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Yes. I'm not a massive fan of this story. That's why I'm quite pleased to hear you say it's um, different from the TV one because, mm. yeah, I'm not, not overly
0: fond of the pirate. It's got its moments. But yeah, I think it might be better as a book. So Yeah, and it was originally um, popped up um, last week, I think, uh, for 17 quid, but it's on Amazon for £12. Pounds. Oh, right, at yeah. the moment, so that's not too bad. And if you want the audiobook, that is 20 quid. Oh, So bad. take your pick there.
4: Yeah, that's yes. a good one. All right. Uh, in other news, uh, Warlord Games, they're doing this thing called the Time Vortex game,
0: yeah.
4: um, which I think is coming out. When does the actual game come out? Because at the minute they're just releasing
0: figures for it. Um, yeah, there's no date on the game, but we can assume right. it's probably next year.
4: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. so so far they've released a couple of figures and uh, we've just got news of the latest product from them which is going to be the Daleks and the Cybermen. Um, basically what they are, they do like little pewter and um, plastic figures that, that are moulded that, that obviously fit in the game. They remind me of, um, what were we talking about earlier, is it Warcraft?
0: The Warcraft, yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of along those sort of lines if you like. Um, have to say, considering how big are these things, they're not very big are they? about an inch and a
0: half. Yeah, At all, if that, yeah,
4: if that, um, they look really quite well detailed considering the size of them. Um, so oh. yeah, they've just released pictures of the Daleks and Sidemen that are going to be available for this game. It's the new series Daleks and Sidemen, obviously. So it depends if you like them or not. Um, but yeah, they look pretty decent actually. Um, I, I mean, I know some people absolutely love these sort of games. I never quite understand, understand them, but
0: I, I like the look of them. We well, just got to read the freaking rules. Yeah. Christ, what Christ are the Almighty. rules? Almighty. Well, you know these these games. They come with you know a little rule book, telling you the rules and the objective of the game. You just got to read it, mate. Uh, are you interested in that? It's difficult to understand. Jesus. Yeah, no, it's not for me that one. Anyways, yes. So you guys might have seen these before. It's where you get like um, a sort of a, a pre molded um sort of grid if you like um about the size of a dinner plate i suppose yeah. and then you snap the little figures out they normally come in halves and then you snap them together but one one thing that is quite cool about um about these ones is that you can order from um uh the the company directly uh, i think they're called warlord games yeah you can order um little paints and glues All right, specifically to do it, and they've already got a a set out already, haven't they? They've got the Doctor and Companions. And we were saying earlier that the 12th Doctor one looks really good, yeah. I like the look of the 12th Doctor figure, and there's Monsters and Villains, which has got um Ice Warriors, Zygons, Weeping Angels, Jadoon, all that stuff. Um, but the the little paints and stuff, if you look, if you go on a website again, we'll put a link Mm -hmm. to it. Um, obviously, these have been painted by a a pro i cannot comment on how mine would look yeah. you know if i got a crack at this but they do look really i mean for very small figures you would expect and i've in the past i've had a couple of these little uh figures for something else before donkeys years ago and they always look really bad quality mm. when you snap them out of the thing and then you you can, can construct them but these actually look like you were saying mate these actually look really good
2: quite, yeah quite they detailed do. yeah yeah
4: yeah, I don't know what I know. I know what you mean about the painting. I think considering the size of them, I'd I'd dread painting these. But yeah, if you've got a
0: steady hand, you'll be all right. Yes, mm-hmm. that's one thing. You need a steady hand. Yeah, you do. Indeed. That's going to do for news and match. That's it. Yeah, for this week. Yes. Um, we should talk about class. Episode five, isn't it? Bravish heart. Mm.
2: I can get you back, April. No. Rome! Dad?
0: Okay. I'm going in after
2: her. you.
1: Right! I'm going after our daughter!
2: Come on,
0: <clears throat> so this is a uh, continuation. This is the concluding episode to last week's co-owner of a lonely heart, yeah. where the story focuses around April and sharing her heart with the Shadowkin King. And last week, um, she there was the the whole thing, wasn't there? About um, it was sort of controlling her a little bit, and her anger was coming out yeah and, you know, so her dad had turned up, and she was you know she also she almost killed him and um we had the <laughs> we had the whole thing with um this new teacher at the school, the new headmaster mm. trying to encourage um uh, miss quill um to persuade charlie Charlie to use the cabinet because the yeah, petals right, yeah. were taking over.
4: <laughs> yes, the killer petals.
0: Yes. Yeah. And at the end of that episode we saw April slice a hole uh in the time and space in time and space. Her and Ram jumped through. She's off to face off against the mm. Shadow King. There we go. So we pick up on this um this episode. Yeah. And um yeah. Uh I don't know which one's worse. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if this one or last week's one I just don't know. I think this one's worse for me for a few reasons. Um, The main thing for me is I find it completely and utterly just ridiculous that um, a high school, and I use that term very loosely, Hmm. quote-unquote a high school girl, um, is able to defeat the Shadow King in battle. Because, yeah. the, the, you know, the heaviest thing she's ever picked up in her life, by the look of it, is a violin. <laughs> yet she's wielding these two huge swords and is mm-hmm. able to take down a guy that's conquered worlds before. Mm. So that Maybe d- if he hadn't just sat there waiting for her to kill him, he might have had
4: a chance. Because I was just like thinking, you're just going to give up? You know, you're
0: just going to let her kill you? you just just going to
4: sit there? Or Precisely, what? yeah.
0: So that yeah. done it for me, mate. At that mm. point on which I think was about halfway through the episode or two thirds yeah. of the way through that was I was done mate. Mm. I, I I can't even tell you what happened after that because I was um, well about uh, a
4: whole of um, a whole of two people got killed by the killer petals. Um, that happened. Um, yeah, I'm with you, mate. I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't enjoy last week's very much at all. I think you enjoyed it slightly more. I did, than me, Yes, but um, yep. but I didn't really think much to last week's, and um, yeah, I agree. I didn't think much to this week's either. As a concluding part, I, I found it slightly more watchable because I think there was stuff going on um, on the planet, the Shadow King planet. So I found that a bit more interesting. But overall, yeah, I was just I was bored, and I thought the dialogue once again was just atrocious. Um, I thought uh, I think last week you said that um, April, you know, you thought her acting was was okay, and I I wasn't too sure. But I think this week she was all right because um, she had quite a lot of action scenes to do. Um, but yeah, I I was just I, I couldn't work out what was going on with the petals either. We sort of had these two conflicting stories that, in a way, linked up at the end, which I suppose they we knew they would. But it seemed very jarring to keep flicking between this killer. Petal storyline and the Shadowkin yeah. one. Yeah. um I I, I'm, <laughs> I must admit, I'm probably at the same point that you got to where you were looking at Twitter, um, was probably the point where I've written on my pad in great big letters because out of boredom, <laughs> I just wrote, get on with it in great big capitals because I was just so bored. I was like, just get on with it, kill yeah. him, do what you're going to do. Because when the dads jumped through and started having their big heart to heart on the other side of the world while well, she was about to kill the leader and whatever, I was just like, oh, this is just getting ridiculous now. This yes. really is just um a load of nonsense. So yeah, I didn't think much of this week's at all. Um I just I think I just found it a slightly better watch than last week, but um but not by much.
0: Yeah, I read Some good points for me would be um, again, visually, it looks very nice. Yes it did, yeah. You no, know, the effects were great. Um um yeah, uh, we didn't hear too much from the, the Polish lad this week, which was Oh, good.
4: did you think, because we, we've got money, that he's going to get it? Did you think, because there was a bit where she was going to, the new teacher or whatever, was going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, is he going out of it already?
0: <laughs> Are they going to, yeah, he's going to pop. I no, no. you were laughing at that scene, uh, weren't you? I was cracking up, yeah. And then he yeah. belts her over the head with a, oh. something. And then she's out of it conveniently for the exact amount of time it takes them to you know yeah um, so yeah, I can't uh, and apologies you know to our listeners who really like class and who are really mm-hmm. into it and are, are getting something out of it. Um, our sort of our critique and our negative feelings is it, it's kind of meant with it's meant with affection and love, really, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, mate, but there is there's buckets of potential with class. Mm-hmm yeah yeah you know it just seems like it's it's really not being realized early on and you know how many episodes are we in now five is this episode five five? yeah Yeah. so we've only got three left you would think that over you know just over halfway through the first series that you know it would be picking up now and we would be getting into some some really good you know storylines and so on but it just seems to waver you know and i've I've said this before like Every episode for me, the first 10 minutes are great. And you think to yourself, you know, it's going to be good. And, Mm. but then it just doesn't, it just stays. It's, it's almost like having, it's almost like having a really, really great sports car, like a Ferrari or a Porsche or something that's got six, seven gears and you're constantly driving around in third gear. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You, you, (laughs) You know, and you know, the passenger next to you is thinking, for God's sake, will you go up a gear? Driving around in third gear is driving me mad. It feels like that. You know, it yeah. feels like you're sitting in a, a, a sports car with amazing potential, but you're driving around at 20 miles an hour in third gear. Hmm. And I can't shake that feeling after the first 10 minutes of each story. And, and now the dialogue is really starting to grind on me a bit.
4: I, I thought it was bad last week, but I actually
0: think the dialogue was even worse I think this so. week. I, th- yeah. I mean, it really was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Um, and also the petal thing, I still can't... What the hell? It, it was a bit like the episode where, you know, Night Visiting, where we had like a a billion vines coming through the, the crack hmm. across all of Greater London. Yet we only see, what, three people in the street? Uh, two, oh, actually. Two, I wrote it down, yeah. yeah.
4: Two people died of the... I mean yeah. but they were like rolling in the floor in it I mean some people were just getting one on their face and going ouch oh I better not touch them again and other people were rolling in the floor covered in them
0: and yeah. it was just like what well that's it there was only two because the way that the um, I've, I've forgotten her uh, blooming name already the new headmaster oh I, I don't lady. know her I name even the name. No. Um, her, her sort of motivation for pulling the gun on uh, is it Charlie Charlie yeah and um, Matthias Mat- Matthias? Yeah, Matthias whatever um, like, yeah. You know, her motivation for them, you know, using the cabinet as a weapon to destroy these petals was because the threat was so great and that they were going to overpower the planet within a matter of hours. That was her whole thing for mm. getting this done. But yet it wasn't that bad because we only saw two people <laughs> with a few petals on them. Yeah. So it really wasn't that bad. But yet you have this woman in the office going mad saying, you know, we're going to be over overcome in like a matter of hours. Yet all we saw was, yeah, like a few petals floating around. Mm. So yeah, it's really it's not I can I can absolutely see um um Patrick Ness and the other people in in an office before filming began with the scripts and the stories, and they're all sitting around the table going, These are amazing stories. Mm. You know, it's really good. I can really picture it in my head what's going on. But then The end result is not matching up to that early. Well, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shame. Um, And then we got Ram again with his ridiculous dad. Oh no! I know the bit at the end with the dads. What was that about with the dads?
4: Oh, I, I know. I, oh, I think like you, I'd I'd reach for the phone at that point. I, I was watching it with my partner actually, and we we were both sat there laughing at bits that were supposed to be serious. We were because mm-hmm. it was just so ridiculous. I mean, we were both looking at each other going, "What on earth is going on?" You know, this is just rubbish, isn't it? We were just we both were really unimpressed with it. Yeah. Um, to be fair, um, and also one thing I did write on my pad is that it doesn't because you said this. I think oh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, you said, oh, it doesn't really feel like a Doctor Who spin-off, which um, up until that point I thought, well, I'll give it a chance, it might. Um, I, this week I do agree with that. It does not feel like it fits in with the Doctor Who universe to me. It just doesn't – I don't know why it doesn't have that – like Torchwood and Sarah Jane just seem to flow nicely alongside Doctor Who.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, I don't know if it's because Doctor Who's not on or, or whatever, but it, it just doesn't feel – it. no, you said it feels like a show that – should have stood on its own, shouldn't yes. have been connected to Doctor Who, but they forced Doctor Who into it. Um, and now I can see what you mean, basically.
0: Yeah, if it was a standalone thing, yeah, you know, it would have had more merit you know, to be it, a, it would. its own yeah. science fiction show. But because it's kind of shoehorned into the Doctor Who universe, which we're all aware of, mm. and we all know it is, but we've had one reference to, well, we've had one big reference to Doctor Who, which is the cameo from Capaldi. Yeah. And then other than that, we have had like the odd mention of little things and we've seen Clara's name on the board at the Ugh, school and, you know, yeah. little things like that. But the actual, like you say, the actual tone, and um, it's really difficult to say because I think they want to distance themselves a little bit from the main show because of the adult mm-hmm. themes and so on. But even so, it just doesn't feel connected enough. It, it, it doesn't. If you know what I mean? All, it just doesn't no. feel, it, it absolutely feels like its own show. It just happens it, it to does, be in the, yeah. you know, so
4: because even Coal Hill School doesn't feel like Coal Hill School. T- I mean, the I know it's supposed to be the academy or whatever, but even yeah. that just feels totally different. It, it's almost as if they wanted the Doctor Who audience because they want those people watching, but actually, they don't, it's not really a Doctor Who show somehow. Mm. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, so it is a shame, and um, I'm just hoping, really hoping that we do get that one episode. Because how many have we got left now? Just three. Three months. Three. So I'm hoping that in those last three, we get that one where it's just like, yes, this is what, you know, class should be. I've been waiting for. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully. Uh, I don't know.
4: Because I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm hoping that. They did do a premiere yesterday. um, Well, actually, when this podcast goes out, I don't know, a couple of days ago, um, for episode six, which I thought was bizarre because they've only just had a premiere for... Couple of episodes, but they they've just done one in Wales for episode six. Oh yeah, which yeah. seems really strange because you just thought they'd have done maybe the last episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might I'm thinking why does episode six need a premiere? Perhaps it's really good. That's what I'm hoping. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the name of the next episode? Is it? Um What's, what's the title of the, the upcoming episode? Mm-hmm. It is, I don't know. They're all in detention, apparently. Uh, detained. But, detained, yes. right. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: so, mm. I don't know. Don't don't read the synopsis, <laughs> whatever you do. <laughs> otherwise, you'll probably not end up watching it because it, it, on paper it, it sounds dreadful. But, dreadful, but yeah. as I said, it got a premiere. Maybe it's going to be really good. I hope so because like you i do want to i do want to like this program um and i i just yeah just not doing so so far yeah
0: and yeah like i said before that those of you that are enjoying class you know fair play that that's that's great i'm glad that you're enjoying it and we're not being negative or or throwing this out there because you know for the sake of it um it genuinely is a case of we just want it to be good
4: to be yeah good, you know and like You wanted to fulfil the potential, like you said, and it has definitely got
0: potential. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you were to give this a rating, what would you slam on this one?
4: Um, well, Last week I gave three out of ten. I found this slightly more enjoyable, so I'll give it four out of ten.
0: I gave it a four, so I'm going backwards the opposite to you. I'm giving it a three this week. A <laughs> <You're> three, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Bravish Hearts, episode five of class. Uh, maybe episode six. Maybe it will surprise us.
4: Mm, I, I I genuinely hope so because yeah. I do sit down every Saturday and I even though I've not really thought much of the series so far I do look forward to having something to watch mm-hmm. on a Saturday because Doctor Who's not on so I would like to think this week's will be
0: better. Yeah, yeah. maybe we maybe this is a, a good sign to the BBC to get that Clive spin-off show rocking and rolling. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's too busy though. He does. I'm I keep meaning to tell you he's doing a quiz in the afternoon. I sometimes switch on the TV and he's in his and he's on doing a quiz show <laughs> so he's
0: doing all right it's good to see he's still alive in yeah good to see mm. uh right that's gonna do for class yeah shall we rock on with our main review
2: Yes.
4: what is it yes, buddy? let's do it let's jump on some dinosaurs and ride off into the sunset because it's dinosaurs on a spaceship
1: this ship contains the most precious cargo the ship's coming through the atmosphere the creatures on board this ship are not objects to be sold or traded. Who sent you? That's my dad. What's going on? The ship's been boarded before.
3: You think I will punish those who get in my way?
1: I'm launching the missiles. What was your name again?
3: Whatever's down there is coming this way.
1: Queen Nefertiti of Egypt.
3: What is it? Dinosaurs
1: on a
2: spaceship! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that theme. <laughs> that theme it was so prominent in the Matt Smith era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, in uh, in five seven time signature, no less. Mm. Right, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship was released or broadcast, should I say, on the eighth of September, twenty twelve. Sure. Uh, as part of series seven, it was written by Chris Chibnall. Chibbers, Old the Chibbers. new showrunner. Yeah, uh, it was directed by Saul Metzstein, and was obviously overseen by the Mothball, mm. uh, with some <laughs> good music in this one from Murray Gold. Yeah, indeed. Right. So, story is thus: the Doctor um, is the Doctor is mucking about, trying to get away from a very, um, very forward um, Queen uh, <laughs> Nefertiti. at the beginning and uh, he whisks her away on an adventure and then um, goes to the campsite of, uh, what's his name? Riddle. Riddle, yeah. explorer, hunter guy. Whisks him away too um, and then goes to see Rory and Amy. Um, But what he doesn't know is that Rory's dad is in tow trying to fix a light light bulb and materialises around those guys. um, Whisks them off as well. And um, lands on a um, a huge um, Silurian spaceship, um, which is um, surprisingly very quiet. Um, and they find out that um, the Silurians have been awoken and slaughtered um, by a, a very nasty man. Very nasty. Very nasty man, um, <laughs> uh, played by the brilliant David Bradley. Uh, so yeah. yeah, this guy Solomon has uh, been. Waking up the Silurians, killing them off, um, because he's after their cargo, i.e., the dinosaurs. Um, he's a sort of um, uh, a sort of uh, what does he call like a black market trader sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. So he wants to mm. nab these dinosaurs to sell them at a very high high price. Um, so yeah. So it's up to those guys. All of those guys. Um, including Rory's dad, uh, to put a stop to his evil ways. Um, At the same time, the Doctor trying to um, convince um, the... um, I'm not going to say units, or am I? No, it's um, the Indian Space Agency. That's correct, yes. Um, From sending a bunch of missiles up to the Silurian spaceship to blast it into nothingness, um, which uh, they do actually do, but the Doctor... um, very surprisingly, is the right word? Mm. Surprisingly. Yeah, I think so. yeah sends mm. those rockets off to Solomon's ship and blows him to nothingness. Hmm. And then he returns everyone back and he's feeling sad. Oh,
4: that's right, yeah. Yeah, we do get him looking there's something going on with Amy and
0: Rory, isn't there? Yeah. He's sort of in the middle of them. Mm. mm. So that's that. Dinos on a spaceship. What mm. do you reckon this one, mate? Um,
4: it's all right. Yeah, it's it's. It, there's a lot of fun in it. Hmm. There's some good humor in it, but it doesn't. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot going on, but yet it still struggles to hold my attention, if you like. So okay, there's plenty of stuff happening, but yeah, I did find myself a bit bored. But but no, it's okay. It's it, As I said, there's a lot of fun in there. Some nice nice stuff going on with Matt's doctor in terms of the humor and stuff. So, um, it's definitely watchable. It feels almost like it could have been a Christmas special in terms of it feels quite grand and and as i said very very light-hearted and i think there's an awful lot of humor in here so it does feel like one of the lighter episodes if you like i could sort of imagine it being on at christmas somehow if you just added in a bit of snow hmm.
0: mm. yeah it does have that sort of um christmas afternoon big family adventure yeah romp kind of feel yeah. to it doesn't it
4: yeah that's it yeah it does yeah it's a bit a romp it's a fun romp it's a
0: fun romp um, yeah
4: but I do think, yeah, it's overall it's okay. I think there's a few bits in it that don't really work, um, but
0: yeah, overall it's all right. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was better than what I remembered. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Um. It was. It was one of those episodes that when I first watched it, um, I did think, I'll I'll file that one away." Um, <laughs> you know, and and maybe watch it. Maybe you know, uh. a, a push at some point. If I'm ever at a loose end to watch a Matt Smith episode. Um and then when I stuck it on, I thought I I don't remember it being this much fun. It is fun, yeah. That's the main thing I forgot. I did for some reason I thought it was quite a serious. I, I remember the opening scenes with um uh Nefertiti chasing the doctor and so on being quite funny mm. and, and that stuff mm. and um and the the bit where Rory's dad's changing the light bulb and you know him and rory and amy are sort of having a a, a laugh and a joke i remember those opening things being quite funny and but after that i thought it was quite a serious thing after that because of the whole solomon thing and all that but no it, it has actually got you know quite a lot of humor throughout and it is quite funny it just um yeah just moves along at a very nice pace i can't really remember much of sort of slow down and just yeah sort of Moves along quite nice. It's quite action-paced in in some places, yeah. And I think they did try to do something um, a little bit different because you know the two um, service robots that Salmon oh yeah. has, I, I I completely forgot about their voices. You know, yeah, me too. It's um, Mitchell and Webb, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I can't rem- and I still can't. I still can't decide if I like that or not. It, mm. It's different, you know. It's a bit quirky, but at least they tried to be different. It could have just been a very typical science fiction-y robot mechanoid voice so yeah 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 overall it's um it, it's it's better than what i remember it being on i've only seen it once before so mm. and that was a while ago but it's, it's definitely more fun and a, a better watch than i remember uh, i'm not i'm not sure about the
2: robots
4: i'm a bit like you i can't decide because i quite i like mitchell and webb in their comedy sketch shows that they used to do and stuff and um But I don't know, again, I think maybe, like I said before, if they were in a Christmas Special, I think they'd be sort of quite funny. But in this, they feel a little bit out of place to me somehow. Right. Um, But I don't think they're bad. I just find them a little bit. I'm glad they're not in it more than they are. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because they're not in it very much. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I I think they're okay. Absolutely. I would imagine Mm. if they were in it more than that, it would have been annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I think they
4: could have gotten annoying quickly. Yes, rather than potentially
0: funny. Would have mm. stepped over that line, wouldn't
4: it? Yeah, because they're quite sarcastic
0: and and silly, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Right, story them, mm. direction, that kind of thing. Um, as a whole, it's it's quite an adventurous story, I would say. Um, Ch- Chibas throws a lot in there, doesn't he? He
2: does. I mean, he does yeah. seem
4: to keep changing. You know, um, changing things up, like when they appear on the beach.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I mean that's really took me by surprise first time watch i was like what the hell's going on you know the teleportation so he, he does sort of throw
0: a lot of stuff in there to try and keep the story interesting i think yeah. yeah um and it is i one thing that came to my mind after i watched this actually was when i was reading the um the book you know the russell t davis book oh writer's tale a writer's tale. yeah there was a couple of times there where you see russell sort of churning out the story in his head. Mm. And then he says, right, I'm going to change that bit of the story because I know even before we have any meetings about it, I know that that's going to be too expensive to do. And I know that because of time constraints, we're not going to be able to do this scene. So I'll take it out. Mm. You know, I just can't imagine Chris Chibnall doing that on this because he just, like you said, he just throws everything in there. We've, you know, we've got, um, we've got, uh, Exterior shots around Amy and Rory's house. We've got the sets inside their house. We've got the TARDIS materializing. We've got the TARDIS sets. We've got the spaceship sets. We've got them out on location on a beach, in caves. And then we've got all the special effects as well, all the space scenes, the ships, the robots. They had the to be dinosaurs, <laughs> the CG dinosaurs, which they probably had yeah. help from the, the very famous program Walking with Dinosaurs. That was a BBC thing as well, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, um, they had that. And then we, they had like the physical robots. You know, they had to be built and done. And it's, it, I can imagine that this one would have been a real, you know, dig deep in the old wallets. It, it does look pretty good, I have hmm. to say. I mean, how old is
4: it now? Uh, when did this go out? 2012. Is it five so years, four years old? Y- four years, five old? years old. Four or five years old. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, look, it still still looks pretty good. Um. The, the One of the dinosaurs they actually built, didn't they? Triceratops. Um, the one that gets killed killed at yeah. the end. Um he I mean they they've done a great job with that. Mm, he yeah. does look really good as an animatronic dinosaur. He looks really cool.
2: Yeah.
4: Um and it is quite sad when he gets shot at the end. It's very sad. Uh, I thought. Mm. Um yeah, I love cuz I that's what I like about Matt. I think that's when Matt switches from he's cuz Matt's very jokey and light-hearted yeah. pretty much all the way through this. Yeah. And then he does turn quite dark right at the end and I think that's when he he turns. So that's quite good in a way. It is, yeah. Um, we'll get on to what happens to Solomon later because to see what you think about that because it is a bit out of
0: place for Matt's doctor, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do quite like the overall story um, behind this. So um, when Amy's digging around in the computer and she's looking through everything, um, how she knows how to work an alien computer is beyond me, but she's no. like digging around and stuff and she figures out that this whole ship is actually an arc, isn't it? And the Silurians yeah. were um, basically taking all of these creatures onto the Ark because of the meteorite that's going to slam into Earth and kill, you know, dinosaurs and so on. So they've taken mm. them all off on the Ark to save them. And I thought that was a really nice idea because you don't get that until halfway through the story, really. Yeah. So you're still trying to figure out, like, why are there dinosaurs? Because it is a, if we think about the title, it is a bit crazy. And, um, and we almost, we almost um, say it with Matt Smith when he's saying it. It's you know, very
4: cheesy, isn't it? When
0: he says it, it's like, oh, he's just said the title. yeah. Uh, but the yeah. thing is, though, he says it with such joy and like childhood adventure. Mm. You know, you, you do kind of find yourself sort of in your head shouting it with him. You know, because yeah. it's, you know, it is a cool, it is a cool title. Come on. It's a thing that a lot of people are fans of—dinosaurs and spaceships—and when you, mm-hmm. you know, so it has got that cool, um, you know, just really adventurous, fun title.
4: Yeah, I must admit, I like—I do like that bit of the storyline. I agree with you because I'd forgotten that the Silurians were even part of it to Mm. be honest um because it's quite a long time since i watched it so that was quite a nice little uh surprise yeah yeah it's a good idea as well because i think are they saving them because they're reptilian or something i'm not quite sure but it is quite a nice idea of them going around saving these you know species and then this um callous horrible man trying to take advantage of that yeah yeah so that's quite a good concept i thought yeah
0: yeah it's cool Mm. um and yes, yeah, so, I mean, the story, that's, that's sort of the central bit of the story, isn't it? And, um, these dinosaurs are sort of roaming around because they've been saved mm. and they're obviously you know, breeding and, you know, all that stuff. Cause on their ship, they've got these huge sections, haven't they? So the bit where Dr, the Dr. Rory and his dad get teleported onto the beach, yeah. um, that's like a whole section of the ship for those dinosaurs, isn't it? So the pterodactyls, they can fly around and That's all it. that stuff. So it's really, really good. It's a it's a great idea from old Chibbers. And he and he hasn't made life
4: easy for himself either, has he, Chibbers? Because he's brought in all these new characters <laughs> that he's got to try and find stuff for them to do. So I always find that quite a, a, a strange and brave decision because he's, he's decided that the Doctor wants to get a gang. Cause, and I love the way Matt... Just acts. Like, it's like, yeah, I've decided I'm gonna get myself a gang. Um so that's so he's gotta bring in all these new characters like the the Hunter and uh Nefertiti and all that, and he's gotta find stuff for them to do. And I just thought, Why would you put yourself under that pressure? You've got you've got Amy and Rory and Rory's dad as well, so you've got all these characters in it. Um and it does work. Um, although they don't do an awful lot. <laughs> they do play their own part in the story, I thought. Um, so yeah in that sense, it is, it is good, I think.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't too sure on, um, because I thought it was quite funny with uh, Nefertiti chasing him around. Because mm-hmm. you know the story picks up, it's in ancient Egypt, isn't it? So he's obviously yeah. there. We don't know why he's there, mm-hmm. but he's getting chased around by Nefertiti and she's she's really after him. You know, she yeah, wants a, yeah, she wants a... She wants a slice of... The uh, doctor. <laughs> of the doctor, yeah. But, um so that part, that part, I could get because everybody—well, I assume everybody knows who Queen Nefertiti is, or at least heard mm. of her. Yeah, but I'd never heard of um, John Riddle before. No, nor would I actually. To be honest with you, no, no. And I don't know if that's a shameful thing, not, and I should have heard of him. I'm not. Mm. I'm not sure, but he was. Yeah, I can't really say whether that's a good idea or not because I've never heard of him. But he didn't really do a great deal as a. There's quite a few flirtatious moments that he has with Nefertiti mm. after they've uh, yelled at each other for a bit. Yeah, yeah.
4: So it's a, he. Uh, you, this won't mean anything to you because you don't watch Sherlock. But as soon as I saw him again, I'd forgotten the actor was in it. Um, Rupert Graves. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, so let's trade from Sh- from Sherlock. Uh, but of course, you won't know that because you don't like Sherlock. But um, but he's quite good. I so quite like him.
0: Isn't I don't like Sherlock. You just haven't watched I've it. I've just been too lazy to, watch, to start watching it. Yeah. So I can't say yes or no. Yeah. I will do it one day. Yeah. Well, he's in it sometimes. <laughs> a bit like Blake 7. I will watch it one day. One day, yeah. Put it on the list. Yeah. So, yeah, fairly good story. Very interesting story. And it's pretty well realised on screen, I would say. Mm. The dinosaurs yeah, look fantastic. The, the location shot when they're out on that very, looks like a horrible day.
4: It really does, yeah. You know, really, is that bad Wolf Bay? It looks a little bit like no, bad Wolf not, Bay
0: to me. No,
2: no?
0: Um, yeah. So it's it's raining really hard. It's windy. It's it looks terribly cold. Mm. And uh, but they, you know they deal with it. They're getting paid enough to deal with it. Mm. Um, and the
4: spaceship looks good as well. Like the CGI and stuff looks. It's quite an unusual design for a ship, isn't it? I quite like it. It's like mm. the sort of. I don't know what what would you call it? It's like a. Um, I don't know. It's just unusual.
0: It's, it's different. Yes. Mm. Good yeah. different, though. Um, yes. Uh, I must apologise, mate. Uh, the beach scene, it was used as Bad Wolf Bay. Oh, was it? In yeah. Doomsday and Journey's End, yes.
4: Yeah, I thought it looked like it, but, uh, you know, beaches, they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> like quarries, they all look the yeah. same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yes, and um, what was I saying about the... Um, yeah, I mean, being realised on screen, the dinosaurs mm. are great. Um, locations are good, and I, f- I felt like it was going to be a real. As I was, as I sort of got part way into it, and the Doctor finally lands on the spaceship, at that point I thought, oh crikey, it's just going to be corridors, and quite contained. Mm-hmm. But I was glad that it wasn't. That we do get those extra bits where they're teleported out here and. Yeah, we go on to Solomon's ship, and you know, so I was quite happy with that because that could have been it. That could have been an easy way out in terms of budget and time stuff. Just reuse a bunch of corridors, you know, and existing sets and so on. I mean, there's a little bit of that in it, but yeah, I I thought it, it looked it looked very nice. And there's one scene which just looks absolutely beautiful in this episode, and it's the bit near the end where Rory's dad. Mm. is sitting with his legs dangling outside the TARDIS, eating a sandwich with a flask. Yeah. And he's looking out into space and he can see the, the earth at night and so on. Um, that just looks so, so good. It did. Yeah, I, I I made
4: a note of that. It's a beautiful scene. Really, really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I know what you mean about them, the, you know, taking the easy route as well. That they, that's one thing I will give Chibber's um, credit for. <laughs> I mean, it could have, like you said, it could have been a story... Um, of them just constantly running from dinosaurs that are loose on the spaceship, couldn't it? Yes. Um, and the, the, thankfully they don't go down that route. The the dinosaurs actually aren't in it as much as you'd think. Really, they're sort of they're an underlying threat. Like, I mean, they've given Solomon a mm. bit of a chewing. so <laughs> the <raptors. laughs> rightly, uh, rightly yep. so. Um, and there is a bit towards the end where they, you know, they're fighting with uh, Amy and riddle and they sort of stun all the dinosaurs so that they're there there's a definite threat from there but they yeah they didn't go down that sort of easy route of having you know 10 20 minutes of them just constantly running down corridors trying to get away from them jurassic park style which they could have done to be fair so hats off to chibbers for trying to throw all these other elements into it yeah
0: yeah and that sort of bodes well for his upcoming role as showrunner it does, but there
4: are some concerns I've got about him as well. Because
0: positives, oh, 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 I thought. Oh, here we go.
4: Well, I thought he wrote the doctor really well. I mean, the lines that he gives Matt are, are just really—they are genuinely funny—and Matt just grabs them by the horns and runs with it. I mean, that they—you know—he writes Matt's doctor really well in this. I thought, um, and Matt performs it really well. But I did think there was there was three, um, well, one, one particularly bad one, but two that were a bit. Um borderline was with, with the jokes there's there's the joke about <laughs> I would not saying inappropriate, but there's a bit about where they talk about um Rory's dad's balls, and then there's a bit where Riddle says about something about I've got a big weapon, and it all feels a little bit
2: bur, 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 bur,
4: <laughs> carry on, but the bit that I really don't like there's a line where Solomon says he's gonna look forward to breaking in um uh what's her name nefertiti, nefertiti. yeah which is just horrible and it just i don't know there's just a couple of lines in there that i find a little bit um a little bit inappropriate uh particularly the line about mm-hmm. nefertiti just i know solomon's a horrible man we get that he's just a nasty piece of work but yeah i just thought oh did that do those lines need to be in there i think the rule is down to bit i i think it works but i'm not sure about the big weapon and the and the and the breaking in bit. I thought they just seemed a bit inappropriate, really.
0: So oh, I see what you mean, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know. I still still think Chibis is, is going to be a very interesting showrunner. Mm. I think he's got a lot of ideas going on in there. This story does get quite a pummeling from a lot of fans as well. It's not one that's considered to be particularly good, is it? Um, so again, I think, like you said, it was better than you remembered. Yeah, so I'd probably say it was... Or, I would well, I would probably say it's not as bad as I remembered so because <laughs> I remembered it not being particularly good, whereas I quite enjoyed watching it, mm. so
0: yeah, mm. um, it was an interesting time as well in this season because mm. oh my god, season, hold on, I know what I can use this for. What the swear, the swear jar, the swear <laughs> pot. <laughs> yeah. Every time season's mentioned, yeah, I have to put a <laughs> pound in there later, right? That's that sorted, That will um, soon fill up. So, series seven. They kind of messed with the whole marketing side of it as well, didn't they? Because they did all the post like the film style posters and this one's dreadful. The poster for this one, it looks like a very the the I'm assuming, uh, rightly or wrongly, that this was a Photoshop job and it looks complete it just looks awful.
4: There's a lot going on in it. I'm looking at it now online. Um, so you've got Matt on top of the dinosaur. You've got a pteroleptil, Pterodactyl. Pteroleptyl.
0: Uh, <laughs> you... A pteroleptil?
4: What's that? No, that's... Um, what
0: am I thinking of? You're thinking of The Visitor. Uh, yes, I am, yeah. aren't I?
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, they would have been great in it. <laughs> that would have
0: been an interesting story.
4: That would have been fun. Sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> so you got a lot going on in that poster, but none of it working,
0: yeah. bizarrely. <laughs> uh, and also, they they mess with the... The logo in the opening s- sequence, didn't they? So this one had oh, the yeah. the texture of the dinosaur skin. That's right on the wording of Doctor Who, didn't it? Because another one that they changed the texture or the effect of the logo based on the episode, didn't they?
4: Did, have they changed the vortex as well? Because I, I absolutely I promise you, I'm telling the truth. I thought my <laughs> TV had gone funny because it looks a really strange green and yellowy colour, and I, was, I do not remember that. Oh, I I thought there was something wrong with the picture. I was thinking, oh, have I blimmin' sat on the remote again and turned the brightness up or something? It looks really weird, the the opening credits. Um, but yeah. to me, I just don't remember them looking like that at all. And they seem to have loads of cracking lightning sound effects over it, drowning out the music as well, which I don't remember.
3: Yeah, it's, maybe. It's
4: horrible, the the uh, intro to, to this. I, I, I'm assuming the rest of series seven's the same I don't know so long since i watched it
0: yeah mm. the beeb there yeah trying to but do yeah something.
4: and then you're right every time the dot two logo comes up it sort of fits in with the story doesn't it so I think in the Dalek one it was all stone or something I can't remember now this something one is like, like a dinosaur um, skin
0: leathery look yeah. yeah 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 quite interesting though because mm. I'd forgotten about that again something else that I'd forgotten <laughs> yeah you won't be surprised to hear um so let's talk about some characters. Um, right, so the robots then. Quite funny in places. Um, mm. But like you say, they was they sort of pushed it up to that point, really. Whereas if they were in it anymore, it would have got slightly annoying. I, I'm assuming mm. they were going after the the comic relief, like the R2-D2, C-3PO kind yeah. of thing. It was almost... It, it, that part of it felt quite um, Disney-esque to me, yeah. having like two sort of smaller sidekick characters to bring the the funny if you like um and yeah. there's already a lot of humor in the
4: episode i think maybe they're just one bit of humor too much if you know what i mean it's like there's already quite a lot of comedy going on in it mm-hmm. it's already a big romp and then we get these silly robots i don't know if it's just one bit too far or something i don't know yeah. but like you said they're not in it that
0: much so they but they would have got annoying quickly yeah i've got no serious complaint about them but one thing that didn't that doesn't um compute with me is Solomon doesn't seem like the kind of character that would have robots like that alongside him. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, yeah. With those, yeah. you know, comedy voices and stuff. He seems like a very stern, um, you know, quite grumpy. He's not a laugh a minute, is he? Not at all. So it's, no. it's quite strange that he would have two service robots in that style. Hmm. You know, so maybe like I said, I, I've got no serious complaint. I thought they were quite humorous at times, not overly yeah. funny, but humorous. But yeah, um, right. Let's talk about Rory's dad. Yeah, let's talk
4: about Rory's dad. Um yeah. Mark Williams.
0: Mark Williams. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, great actor, Mark <laughs> Williams. Lovely character. Very good character indeed. Indeed.
4: That scene. <laughs> that scene at the start where the doctor with them or materializes around them and then takes them all with him by mistake. And then <laughs> has a go at him for being in the TARDIS and then welcomes him aboard within a flash it is brilliant. <laughs> lovely. I, there, I, I love that scene. Yeah. That's just so good. He's like, what are you doing here? How dare you sneak aboard? And he's like, well, you materialized around us. Oh, so I did welcome aboard, Brian, you know, absolutely lovely, lovely scene between the two of them. Um, and he's just a great character, isn't he? he? And he, I believe him as Rory's dad as well. I can yes. so see the two of them uh, as, you know, father and son. So really good casting, yeah.
0: Really good casting, yeah. That's what yeah. I thought when I when I first saw him, um, that, that first interaction with him and the Doctor, and uh, that, I thought exactly the same thing. I thought that mm. is great casting. Yeah. And he has some really nice little moments as well, doesn't he? There's a bit where Rory heals him after he's shot by the robot and oh that's right yeah he's have, got the medical kit yeah because we have this um very very quick and very light little father son bit where earlier on in the episode you can see that he looks at rory as not a disappointing son at all but he looks at him as if to say you know you're not like me you're not like a hands-on can fix mm. a light bulb can do that stuff he doesn't really see him as that kind of a man you know yeah, yeah. and then later on where he's he's in the episode he's like at the beach the doctor tells him to start digging and he digs into the sand and he finds the metal floor. Mm. And Rory's really surprised. He's like, You carry a trowel around with you, and he's like, you Yeah, know, what true. what man doesn't?
2: And you kind of get <laughs> yeah. this,
0: you kind of get this feeling that Rory's dad looks at him as like it's it's hard to put into words. He doesn't look at him as a disappointment or an incapable person, but he's very different to him. Yeah. And then later on, when he gets shot, he says to him, you know you carry that around with you and it's like a nice little turnaround where it's like yeah I always carry a medical pack and heals him and then there's mm. that little look and that little glance between them as if to say you know fair enough I carry tools you know a sort of man's man thing mm. you carry that we're even sort of thing yeah
4: because I forgot that we're supposed to be a sort of
0: Nurse or whatever he is,
4: yeah, isn't he?
2: Yeah. So
0: it makes sense because like, I did think at one point, why would he? Oh, of course, was a nurse. He's yeah, a nurse, yeah, yeah. So again, really nice little bits there. Almost reminded mm. me of Russell T. Davis. That's those nice little scenes where you have really nice little character pieces. Yeah, uh, and, and they're they're the little scenes, you know, that I don't think the Moff is particularly good at writing. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. You know, because yeah. he, here's the the dialogue in a lot of the Moffit episodes is quite wooden at times especially between clara and danny and all that sort of thing but i get the feeling that um uh, chibnall is more like we saw with with russell t davies yeah uh, definitely a lot more emotionally led sensible dialogue makes sense and is quite emotional at times you know quite fitting Mm. so yeah roy's dad really good character
4: excellent yeah And, and um and he's played really well, isn't he, by Mark Williams. It's just,
0: yeah, was fantastic.
4: Great. It's great to have him involved in the story the way he is as well. And I, I like the fact that he's not just tagged along to run around and say the odd funny line because he does play an important part, doesn't he, at the end where yeah. they have to... Because at, at first I thought, because it needs to be two people that have seen same gene pool to control the ship or something, doesn't it?
2: Yes. And I,
4: at first I thought, oh, well, that's convenient, isn't it? You know, that's. You know, but then I thought about it. I thought, well, no, it makes sense because it's a Silurian ship. So that, that does actually work, yeah. So that, again, is a nice bit of story, yeah. yeah, story writing.
0: And he's having the time of his life at the end, isn't he? He's off travelling yeah. with a doctor and... Yeah, yeah it's that, like,
4: that end scene is just stunning. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a nice little scene of him
2: yeah.
0: dangling out the TARDIS doors, looking at the earth. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's also another nice little turnaround because earlier on in the episode, Rory says that his dad doesn't travel very well oh that's right yeah and then at the end he's all over the place he's sending them postcards from all you know
4: oh that's brilliant yeah 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 Yeah. so i noticed it's the 10th doctor's tardis you know on the postcard they've used the.
0: i did not know
4: yeah i was just thinking i don't know it's probably just an error probably just a mistake but it's um yeah it's a very i think it might even be the ninth doctor's tardis it's um when you see the picture it's like it's one that you see a lot that they've just sort of cropped into the photo. Right, um, right. But it hasn't got the St John's ambulance and it's a different blue. So, I don't know, probably just a little production error.
0: Good spot, mate.
4: Yeah. I didn't oh, see yeah. yeah. that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: But it is a lovely scene, isn't it, just seeing him travel. I, <laughs> I hadn't really picked up on the fact that Roy said that he's not a good traveller, but that
0: that is nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Another nice little Chibnall thing. Yeah. Um, right. Um, let's talk about um, Rupert Graves then as Riddle
4: yeah it doesn't get a lot to do but I do like the actor I think he's quite good in the performance he's, he's a bit sort of full of himself isn't he in, in terms of the character but uh, I thought he was quite good in it actually with what he's given
0: yeah it, I, I sort of felt sorry for him really not as the character but as the actor because not a lot of people oh, know yeah. who <laughs> um, not a lot of people know who John Riddle is yeah for a start and secondly, doesn't like you say doesn't get a great deal to do. No, no, not really. Out of the main cast, he has the least to do, I would say. However, mm-hmm. he, he Rupert Graves plays him very well. He puts
4: in a, I guess yeah. he gives give gusto performance, doesn't he? Mm. And
0: yeah. I, I I like that fun little scene when him and Nefertiti are sort of having a fight while Amy is trying to get you know information out of the computer, yeah. and then they start. You see that sort of look in their eye, like, oh, hello. Mm. While I've been shouting at you, I've not realised, you know, how how nice you are. Yeah, yeah. Which is great um, to see. But yes, just didn't have a great deal to do.
4: No, that's right. You know, he does a bit of dinosaur fighting at the end with Amy. Um,
0: and that's it, really, yeah. But he's, he's good, though. He is good. One scene that I did really like was at the very beginning, where Matt Smith turns up and he's on the African plains with his campfire. Yeah. And the doctor says, you know, come on, I've got another adventure. And he's kind of, well, yeah, I believe, you know, after last time. And we don't know what happened mm. last time. Oh, so they're, yeah, they're obviously yeah. good buddies. Mm. Uh, they've obviously done stuff before. But he's obviously let him down a bit. <laughs> so yeah. he's like, yeah, after last time. <laughs> and the doctor just gives him this look, this little grin, as if to say, I'll give it a few seconds and he's going to bite. And yeah. then you can see him and he's like, what is it? Yeah. So that was a great little... A great little moment. Nice moment, yeah. 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 Uh Queen Nefertiti. Yeah. Rianne Steele. She's alright. She's alright. Um she has slightly more to do than um the the riddle character. I mean, she does kind of sacrifice herself a little bit mm. towards the end because when Solomon kills the triceratops, she then puts herself forward. Yeah. So quite brave brave character quite good um, I'm a bit indifferent to be honest with you yeah yeah same um, yeah. I didn't dislike her I didn't I didn't think wow I need I want to see more of her I was just sort of middle of the road
4: yeah exactly I think she just fitted the role and that was it really yeah she doesn't stand out in it in yeah. any way
0: yeah there isn't much more to say it. Really. I mean she does end up with with Riddle at the end yeah that's right but, she comes out of the tent yeah, doesn't she with a big yeah. elephant gun yeah. <laughs> so the doctors left them there for some reason. He obviously hasn't returned her back to her time in Egypt. Mm-hmm. He's sort of left her there, I assume, at her own request. Yeah. But yeah, that was interesting because you think surely that has changed the course of history. Well, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know quite what was going on there, but the doctor's very keen on not messing with mm-hmm. with fixed time points, and I assume, rightly or wrongly, that Queen Nefertiti in ancient Egypt plays has quite a pivotal role in the progression of that civilization mm. so to take her out of it i don't know maybe that's reading too much into it i suppose not sort of going along with the story but
4: perhaps it's because she was coming on to matt's doctor so much that he just wanted to get get rid of her <laughs> yeah it's like yeah riddle you have
2: her <laughs> yeah, yeah true. he
0: doesn't seem as keen as, as her does he no.
2: <laughs>
0: right solomon david bradley David Bradley,
4: fantastic actor. He's great. Really he? good. He's really yeah. good at playing nasty villains. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's great. Um, I, I, do, I mean, he is. The character is totally unlikable. He's just a really nasty piece of work. Um, Solomon, isn't he? Yes. And uh, I think David Bradley plays that brilliantly. Yeah. I mean, I do, when you were watching it, were you thinking, "Oh, that's the first doctor but from *Adventure in Time* and space"? Because <laughs> oh. I was thinking, it's, it's it's a good testament to him that he can play such a contrast in characters because he's so love likable as you know William Hartner in adventure mm-hmm. in space and time. Um, but he's brilliant at playing this, this horrible character as well. I thought I really did, you know, he really does come across as a nasty piece of work. Yeah, he did. And
0: he sold it to me totally as that real unlikable. Um, just a bit of a B word really mm. in all sense of the word. It's, um, yeah, he really sold it, and and I did think immediately. I thought, oh, that's the first Doctor because an adventure, an adventure in time and space is a really you you have to have the tissues at the ready. Yeah, for that one, the last twenty minutes of that, um, what do you say? What did you label it as? Like a mocky, no, a docudrama.
4: Yeah, a docudrama. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's so sad and emotional. I I cry like an idiot. Mm. every time I watch it at the end um, and I
4: feel like watching it actually after this
0: yes and that emotion just came it came to me as I saw him in the episode I was like nah, this is the this is the first doctor mm. you know and that thought lasted only a few seconds because you immediately think oh no <laughs> no it's definitely not <laughs> it's definitely not the first doctor but he's such a great actor And let's talk about that scene at the end then where where the doctor sends him to his doom with the missiles, you know, do we think that's, you know, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, from an audience perspective, it's a kind of, it's a kind of a take that, you know, a cheer moment Mm. where, you know, this really nasty, horrible character has met his demise. Yeah, he's got his just desserts, yeah. Yeah, you know, but on the other hand, there is that moral, not dilemma, but there's that moral question with the Doctor, isn't it? Because he's not supposed to, you know... Take lives mm. and all that's you know, does it fit with the doctor as a character? Because he doesn't see, have any remorse at all, does he?
4: No, no, not really. No, I think um so. You could see Capaldi's doctor doing that in a heartbeat. It's just because well, well, Matt's doctor doesn't,
0: depending yeah, on I who's could... right in the episode that week. Well,
4: that's, <laughs> that's true, <laughs> but in a way, but, yeah, 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 because it's Matt's doctor, and also I think because he's so. Comically written for the ninety percent of this episode, I think it makes it even more harsh when he does that because it's um you know he's not like being the dark burdened eleventh doctor at, at this point you know he's he's really comical throughout the whole episode so it, it is quite shocking I think when he you know let Solomon um blow up uh, you know when he could have saved it but then yeah I don't know I I, I I suppose Solomon is so unlikable that I just sit there thinking, yeah, you know, he deserved it. But, uh, but yeah, is, is it for the doctor to be judge and executioner?
0: He's always saying it's not, so there is that that moral standpoint. I don't know. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And mm. the doctor kind of kind of deals with it when um, when Brian gets shot. Mm. He's still dealing with it then, and he's still you get the uh, you get the feeling that he's got maybe a plan in his head on how to deal with solomon yeah but it's not until the Triceratop gets killed in front of them all that's when he snaps isn't it the doctor he's he's that comical sense has left him then
4: i'm just wondering what else he could have what could he have done with a character like solomon though like solomon like when he shoots the dinosaur and he's threatening uh, nefertiti and all that at that point there, you can just tell that Solomon has absolutely no morals at all. He's not, you never get, this is one leopard that's never going to change its spots. Mm-hmm. So what, I don't know, what could the doctor have done with him? Well Do you let, know what I mean?
0: Well, to play devil, devil's advocate, let's look at the master. Mm. Mm. He's someone that's never going to change <laughs> his or her yeah. spots. But yet yeah. the doctor's always offered his hand to save him and help him at mm. every single turn. But Solomon hasn't got a shred of decency in him, and the Master has
4: a little shred of decency.
2: Yeah, and he's one it, of the yeah, Doctor's own kind. Yeah, I'll I don't know. It, yeah. I'm just sort of yeah.
4: thinking, what, what, how else could the Eleventh Doctor have
0: dealt with it? it don't, I don't know. Maybe he could have disabled his directional thing and just sent him off into space. And yeah, you know, whoever finds him deals with it. I don't know.
4: Yeah, from a story point of view, though, it is quite satisfying to see Solomon getting getting his comeuppance because he has asked for it big
0: time. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it is very but sad when the Triceratops gets killed.
4: It's it's a quite a nasty little moment actually. In in what's been quite a light episode, it's quite quite horrible actually seeing the poor old thing get shot so callously mm. as well. Um, but that is one thing I like about Matt, and like you said, there is no remorse or anything from him mm-hmm. as the Doctor. He, I think he just, says, uh, at that point, he's just decided. Do you know what? You've you've burnt up your last chance, and this is and that's the end of it, sort of thing. So I quite like the fact we get to see that side of the Doctor. I sometimes think it's the side that is always there, but we rarely get to see as the as the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. I always think the Doctor must have this side where he just thinks, shouldn't really be doing this, but you know what? You've asked for it, so you know yeah. when the camera's turned. Yeah. We don't
0: get to see it, but in this instance we did. You've mm. brought down the thunder. Yeah. Now get ready for the boom. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You're gonna mess with the horns, honey. You mess with the ball, you're gonna get the horns. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, maybe he thinks that. You know. Yeah. You pushed, now you're gonna get it. And it is satisfying. I do like it. Yeah. I, I it's like just it not so we see that often. I like it more than I dislike it. Mm. It's good. Yep, Amy
4: and Rory. Amy and Rory. Um, I did. I, I mean, I, I like Rory. I like Rory's character. <laughs> Amy, I can find a bit annoying at times, but she's all right in this. I think. Um, I didn't. She didn't annoy me at all, actually, in this episode because she's, she is still quite cocky, but she's quite fun as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, like the scene you were on about earlier with the computer, where she's just rolling her eyes at the Nefertiti and all that, and. When she says about being a queen, she sort of says, yeah. yes, I am a queen, actually. Uh, you know, so I quite liked Amy in this. I thought she was quite good fun. She, again, she doesn't get an awful lot to do, um, but she's not annoying in it. So I've just for that, you know, I thought she was quite good. And, and Rory's just great. I love Rory's character. I think he's fun. Uh, he's brilliant when he's with his dad. <laughs> yeah. um, the two of them are just great together. Um, and also there's some good, good scenes uh, between, between Rory and the Doctor as well, some good comedy scenes. So, yeah, uh, both of them decent
0: in this, I thought. I thought they were both pretty good. I really liked Rory and the scenes with his dad. Mm. And also the scenes where he's yelling at the Doctor as well because twice the mm-hmm. Doctor says about, you know, showing up. And he's like, you materialised around. <laughs> the yeah. the Doctor's just not getting it. <laughs> yeah, um, So they were quite funny and Rory's quite good. But I did feel like... Um, uh, Karen Gillan was a bit reserved in this one, a little bit. Maybe not, you know, to the point where it had a you know a, a, a bad effect on the character or on a, on the performance or anything. But mm. she wasn't her over overly cocky, yeah. self. You know, she was quite just very slightly pulled back a bit, mm. which uh, I
4: liked because she can get a bit mouthy
0: sometimes. Yeah, there was a couple of moments where I thought she was going to go where mm. Nefertiti's quizzing her about, you know, are you a queen? Where you come from? And yeah. I, I thought she was going to go then, you know, when she was quizzing her about that and her relationship with the doctor. But she didn't. She was still she was still just there, but not being mm-hmm. typical Amy from maybe the previous series 5. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, they they had a decent part, but just not it, it was it's probably quite difficult as well because there was another two, no, another three characters mm. to have to contend with. They probably had to have that balance of Yes, Amy and Rory are the the main companions to the Doctor, if you like. Um, But these other people are also along, you know, as the gang. So they need some screen time as well. So it was quite well balanced, I would
4: say. It is, really, because it's a very crowded TARDIS. It is, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's almost like um, the Davison years all over again. (laughs) I was thinking that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right, and then Matt Smith as the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Great. Just fantastic, as always.
4: Yes, he's really good in it, yeah, he gets some yep. lovely lines and delivers them great and he's fun and he, and he does the dark well and yeah he's 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 just great. I love matt's doctor. he really cracking. do love matt's doctor, yeah, he's the doctor that I'd like to spend time with. Mm-hmm. I think if you went traveling, he's just so off the wall he's almost <laughs> like a hyped up trouton, isn't he you know he's sort yes. of a, yeah. just a clown like but clever and also quite dark and you know on the ball, but also crazy and Bouncing off the walls and yeah, he's a he's he's fantastic. Really yeah. like him in this. He he's is. written well, I'll give Chibber's that. That does that's one thing that's promising about Chibber's reign in 2018. I looking at this, he does write the Doctor as quite a fun character, definitely a likable
0: character, yeah. Yes, and um a good um reverse as well for the character. So for the majority of the episode, like we said, very comical and funny. Yep. But then at the end, there's that switch, and we see the darker side of um, of the Doctor's character. So that is that is filling me with some confidence for his um, his era of Doctor yeah. Who coming up yeah. in a year or so. So yeah, just nothing. Well, just he's just great as as always.
4: He is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I th- there aren't many episodes that we we've watched so far where Matt's not been on point. I think there was one recently. I forget which one it was now, where we said we didn't feel he was quite up to his usual standard and I can't remember which one it was now. But generally he's pretty good, isn't he? And he's definitely um grabbing the the dinosaur with both horns on this one. Yeah, and yeah. running with it. You know.
0: I think that could have been um the rings of Akaten. Was it?
4: Yeah, I can't remember now. Possibly. One of the ones we reviewed recently we were just like saying <laughs> he just seemed a bit I think it was that one actually, just seemed a little bit Yeah, like he wasn't really into it somehow. But this one, he seems to be absolutely into it. He's he's definitely throwing himself into the story. Yeah. Anything you want to mention before scores? No, mate, that's it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was just a a fun enough watch, yeah. Cool.
0: Right, let's put some numbers down. Mm Mm-hmm. Whose turn is it? It's your turn
4: first. Okay, um, I'm going with a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I think it's decent, I don't think it's anything great, but it's it's a fun watch, so yeah,
0: 6.5 6.5 I'm giving it a 7 7 Seven. which I think is a reasonable score Yeah. For this one, around the 6, yeah six and a half, seven. 7 I think that's about, that sounds true mm. I think you have to be in the right mood for it I think if you just, yeah, if you're not
4: anything too taxing on the brain it's just one to just bung on and And just you can
0: enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. What did our lovely lot think? Mm. Let's do an audio clip first. This is Owen Daly.
1: Adam, hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week, and dinosaurs on a spaceship, oh god I love this story, I know a lot of people will pick to differ, but this one for me is, is, is perfect, I love it, it's one that I'll just turn on if it's a rainy day, if I'm bored, it's just such a good romp, like you've got dinosaurs on a spaceship with Brian Williams, what can you not love about this? Chris Chibnall I think is a great choice as a head writer, because I've heard he's meant to be great on Broadchurch, but also we can bring back the whole family element to Doctor Who, because nowadays I think it's not... It's too dark, but this would be an ideal story because it, it kind of brings the whole family together. Plus, you got that man. Um, sorry, not the man. You got Tricy, the Triceratops. I love that character. Uh, I really felt for her when she died, and I just love this story so much because it's so easy to watch. And um, one of the highlights for this is, even though it's so cringy and awkward, when. Uh, the Doctor asks Mark Williams, or Brian, um, if he has any food on no, he just goes, just my balls. Uh, I know I do cringe every time I hear that because it's just so its just so out of place in Doctor Who. But it's so humorous when he just whips out some golf balls, which is a scene I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly love. So overall, Dinosaurs in the Spaceship, I will give a 7.5 out of 10. A, r- a really good story to watch, so easy, and I just love it to bits. And I love how the Doctor just forms a gang, and yeah. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Bye.
0: Thank you, Aaron. Excellent. Cheers, Owen. 7.5. Good score. Yeah. On Twitter, um, uh, DW Productions says, Decent enough one-off adventure, but quite forgettable looking back over the series. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, Adam, uh, the (laughs) Ultimate Hoovian, says, uh, series seven it burns <laughs> exclamation mark um and uh neil to his name uh brighter moon with a y says i've always enjoyed this one it's a fun episode feels like a mash together of lots of adventure films and rory's dad is ace yes he is he is ace um right over on facebook miles mckenzie um uh, says episode feels like an episode uh just to put on and enjoy uh, Matt Smith portrays the Doctor perfectly in this one, um, uh, portrays the Doctor perfectly, and this is one of the very few episodes we see 11 with different emotions, e.g. Mm. sorrow, anger, etc. Um, the dinosaur uh, was a fun addition to the episode, but I felt really sorry when he was shot. Um, Adam, Adam, sorry, Amy and Rory were okay in this, but I'd like to have seen them solely get back together properly, like seen in the episode prior. What was prior? Was that Asylum of the Daleks? Yes, yeah. Would have liked Solomon to have been uh, the big villain for series 7 instead of um, the great intelligence. That's interesting. Mm, Um, He felt very underused and a bit poorly written here and there. Um, He goes on to say uh, he likes Amy and Nefertiti and Riddle's chemistry. Um, And he feels that Riddle and Nefertiti should return. Um, From Moffat's last series to show that they are still in touch with the Doctor. Um, Didn't really like the robots. Overall, it's a nice, fun episode. Um, Five out of ten. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's do another audio clip. This is Joe Sweeney.
3: Hello again, Adam. Hope your boys are well. Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, it is, um, I think, it is one of the weakest stories out of Series 7. It's more of um, a filler because I think that dinosaurs and spaceship all being mashed together it just didn't work for me and um and the dinosaurs was were slightly underused and um and also um um, within within the storyline it just failed Um, um, um i mean um Matt Smith and Karen and Arthur's performance was was quite good and I like Brian I think it's a funny moment when Brian got him um, materialized inside the TARDIS when he was fixing Amy Rory's light bulb um I don't like um the Solomon character and I don't like those um robots because I think they clunk around and they're just so very clumsy overall okay episode not the worst and certainly not the best so give a score of um um a four and a half out of ten hope your podcast guys be soon take care bye bye for now you have to think about that at the end cheers joe
0: yes (laughs) he's got a point uh, about
2: mm, yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah he's got a point about
4: all the robots clunking around they kind of remind me of that awful robot in husband's river song
0: oh yeah, yeah just clunking around yes uh back on facebook charlie turner says um um, so 42 is his best. Um, sorry, uh, when I think of Chris Chibnall's Doctor Who episode so far, 42 is his best, but The Power of Three is horrendous. As for dinosaurs and a spaceship, it's dull. Nowhere near as bad as The Power of Three, but it's still dull nonetheless. Love Amy Pond's outfit. <laughs> David Bradley's okay <laughs> as Solomon, but when I see him, um, he is either Mr. Filch from the Harry Potter films or William Hartnell. Mm. We think the same. Uh, didn't like the, mench- uh, the title mention. Uh, No disrespect to Matt Smith. Um, Mark Williams is fantastic as Brian Williams. Um, Funny that they have the same surname. Uh, If I had to rate this one, I'd give it a 4 out of 10. Because it is dull, but not nearly as bad as The Power of Three. So we haven't reviewed Power of Three yet, have we? So I'll keep quiet on that. Yes. Uh, Kevin Mullen says, Dinosaurs and Spaceship is for the most of its running time fast-paced, funny, and totally bonkers with some excellent set pieces that are sure to delight children of every age and finally banish all the bad memories of Invasion of the Dinosaurs. (laughs) Uh, uh, Matt Smith is brilliant as the Doctor, giving a range of emotion. Uh, The plot was well-written by Chris Gibnall and features some really uh, disparate characters from the wickedly sexy Nefertiti to the gung-ho big-game hunter Riddle um to the downright venomous solomon played with relish by david bradley and finally yeah. mark williams gives us a brilliant and charming performance as brian um whose final scene eating his sandwiches overlooking the earth is beautiful and charming i totally agree kevin uh, yes only bit that sounds uh the only bit that sits uncomfortably is the doctor's dispatching of solomon uh effectively executing him for his crimes that just doesn't seem right for matt smith's doctor uh, he says, Series 7 is a bit of a strange one. There are some really not so very good stories, but as usual, Matt Smith saves them by his always innovative and brilliant performances. Uh, overall, uh, 7.5. Yeah, you got to hand it to Matt, really.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: he yeah.
0: does work magic.
4: David Bradley also is in Game of Thrones, isn't he? But I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I'm assuming he plays a bad guy in that. Um,
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, he does play a bad guy, yeah. I think so. I haven't seen it. I think he's in the earlier seasons, but I haven't seen it. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joseph Howarth says, not the most meaty of stories for the 11th Doctor. Yes, it's silly and corny on the surface. And some people find, uh, some people on this podcast will not like this one, but believe it or not, I'm one of the people who really likes this story. Mm. I thought Mark Williams did a great job as Brian. I really love how the 11th Doctor is very dark and intimidating in this one because it definitely shows off Matt Smith's acting range. Uh, it goes on to say, the only thing I can complain about is the robots that Solomon has. Uh, they're annoying and cheap looking and they look like they stepped off the set of the Sarah Jane adventures, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah. Um, it goes on to say, um, uh, I'll be surprised if anyone considers this their least favourite story um, or if they thought it was their favourite story of the 11th Doctor at all. Not much else to say. Uh, I can understand why people wouldn't like it, but I honestly don't think it's that bad. Seven out of ten. Excellent. Uh, Sammy Satine. Um, so the doctor has to stop the spaceship getting so close uh, to the Earth because otherwise they will send missiles to destroy it. He discovers it's a Silurian ship minus the Silurians as someone decided to murder them. The ship is filled with dinosaurs. I like uh, tra- uh, Tricy the Triceratops who is adorable and is only interested in Brian's grass-covered golf balls. <laughs> uh, I love Brian. Um, Mark Williams does a brilliant job. And uh, he will always be Mr. Weasley first, Brian second. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, I wish Brian could have been in it more. Uh, Likes Nefertiti, um, strong woman. Uh, I don't like seeing her try and get on with Eleven, nor do I really approve of her relationship with the Game Hunter. Um, She goes on to say, I think David Bradley does a reasonable job, though I have seen him in better parts. Eight out of ten. Cheers, Sammy. Lewis Palmer. He said, yeah, it's fine, just fine. It's underrated, I guess, because a lot of people seem to hate it. But Brian is marvellous. I'd happily watch a sitcom about his day-to-day life. (laughs) Dinosaurs are pretty cool. The robots are pretty bad. Um, I was playing Lego Dimensions the other day, and they appeared in that, and I turned it off. Um, (laughs) Do they? (laughs) they really get on my nerves. Solomon's fate is extremely out of character for Maximus Doctor. Comes out of nowhere and really doesn't feel like the same Doctor. Overall, it's harmless, but ultimately unremarkable story, which gets a 6 out of 10. Uh, let's do our final audio clip. This is Loopy Loo.
1: Hey, everybody. So this is a pretty terrible episode, but it's also kind of good fun. I think if you just go along with the silliness, you'll enjoy
0: it. If you overthink it, you'll probably end up hating it. At one point, surely the gang in this episode is a bit too domestic for the Doctor? Anyway, I actually didn't think I was missing Rory till I watched this, though I'm not a huge Pond fan. I forgot how much fun he is. I love that the Doctor has a Christmas list. I wonder what his wishes would be. David Bradley was great as always. I can't believe the Doctor actually killed him. It's a bit shocking in such a light-hearted episode. Anyway, terrible plot. Some good dialogue. Good cast. I
3: give it a five out of ten.
4: Five. Cheers, Lou. She does make some very good points
0: there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, back on Facebook Jeff Waddle says I quite enjoy this but that's more to do with enjoying uh, very little else of season 7 um, ah. <laughs> good enough self-contained story dinosaurs look good good acting especially from the Hartnell cosplayer as the baddie um, <laughs> Matt quite dark in a way and lets his villain die and who doesn't enjoy Brian 7 out of 10 from Jeff No, oh, okay yeah um, Jamie Ackerley says um, watching that again today has positively cheered me up I had been approaching a rewatch of this story with massive trepidation. It was stuck in my head as lightweight, daft, misfire comedy, or the festive specials are otherwise known. Uh, I'm happily wrong. Had me smiling before the title started. Enjoyed the introduction of new allies. Uh, the ponds themselves were rarely better than this episode. Their relationship wasn't on the rocks again, or one of them died again. Great to see Amy particularly showing her skills as she had learnt from the Doctor, take in charge and get everyone else to think logically. Uh, writing was cracking, tipping... Um, Through the entirety of the story at a great pace, uh, Matt Smith nailed his performance. It was complex, manic, cheeky, dreamy, and angry. You're such a great performer. Um, uh, goes on to say, however, um, uh, the whole on the whole, I thought it was a great romp and still uh, explored morality. Doctor Who in a nutshell, really eight out of ten. Uh, mm. Only because I always rate anything Doctor Who as ten out of ten, and I need to be more critical. <laughs> fair enough and largely George Coppin says love it love Brian definitely needs um, his own show 8 out of 10 yes uh, did you have anything on the Geeks handbag page
4: yeah I had a couple um, bizarrely the first comment was for Lee Collins who just simply says I miss the Tennant and Smith years so I'm assuming he gave yeah. it a rewatch Jace Howes: a story with an interesting title which leads you to think it would be great uh, like, for example, Invasion of Dinosaurs, which sounds a bit poor, but it's still a British story. uh had a few good twists. Dinosaur Spaceship sounds interesting, sounds promising, but on reality, a very, very poor and stupid story. I only saw it once, which was enough. So, yeah, uh, Joe's not a fan. Maybe give it another watch. Sometimes they're better than you remember. Uh, Patrick Sherwood says, uh, I don't mind the story. It's okay, but not one of the best on the Matt Smith era. Uh, he's going to give it a solid 8 out of 10, he says and jack lewis says the worst dot who episode of all in giant capital letters Ooh. time so jack not a fan jack have you seen in the forest of the night because uh, <laughs> i would beg to differ um so uh, apart from my comments mostly positive uh, when i say mine i mean the geek handbook comments so there's a bit of a mixed bag there but most of the ones we received on the podcast were fairly positive i would say on this one hmm. Which I find surprising, because when we put it on the list the other week, I thought this was going to get slated, um, and I certainly thought I was going to enjoy it less than I did, um, yes, because I think it just is one that gets remembered as being a bit rubbish, um, and it's it's definitely better than better than I thought
0: i Yes, I can completely agree i mm. I remember this being not as enjoyable to watch.
4: Yeah, it's enjoyable, yeah, yes, Hmm.
0: So thank you very much, guys, for your, um, your thoughts and feelings and reviews and all that stuff on this episode. Um, and um, some lovely thoughts, uh, some lovely words from you guys about the podcast as well, in your reviews as well. So that's very nice. Um, next week, it's classic mm. week. Yeah. And we're going back to the fourth Doctor. So what we got next week, dude? Yeah, a little fourth Doctor oddity. Um, next week, it's the Santarin
4: experiment.
0: Yeah, cheeky little two-parter. Mm. Um, which uh, snuck into 1975. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest with you, mate, I've, this is another one of those classics. I've only seen the once. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah it'll be good to get back and, and watch. I haven't seen much of Tom in a while. I've been watching a lot of McCoy and um, some Davison and so on mm. over the last couple of months. I've not stuck on uh, any Tom for a while. So it would be good to get back to uh, The Fourth Doctor.
4: It will. I don't know when the DVD came out, but that's the last time I saw it. So we are talking a long time Mm. um, since I watched this one. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing it, definitely. Hopefully it's good. I I honestly can't remember it at all, Uh, apart from I just remember a big silver robot coming over the hill and uh, looking a bit laughable. But that's it. I can't remember this one at all. So,
0: yeah, looking forward to that next week. Indeedy. Mm. And we're going to do there for 117. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and listening to episode 117. Thank you again, guys, for sending in all your thoughts and feelings on our review episode this week, which was dinosaurs on a spaceship. And some reasonable scores there. 6.5 from Adam and a 7 from me. We've got some reasonably high scores from you guys as well. I was, Mm. like you, I was expecting threes and fours. and, And there were a couple, but mainly pretty good so I would say it's another one of those episodes where if you haven't seen it in a while um, don't let your memory of the episode stop you from watching it yeah because it might have changed like ours has yeah yes next week going back to classic week it's fourth doctor the Sentaran experiment Um, it's only a two-parter so if you've got that one stick it on and look out for the Facebook and Twitter posts Uh, to give us your thoughts and reviews on that Uh, head over to our website www.bigblueboxpodcast.com you can listen to all of the previous episodes on there and you can also link off to uh, facebook and twitter and instagram and there's also uh, links there to subscribe to the show so uh, go off to um, itunes and uh, give us a subscribe there and any itunes listeners um, if you could give us a review on itunes that would be fantastic that really helps us out a lot also check out adam's channel the geeks handbag yeah do a search for the geeks handbag on youtube and facebook uh, some great stuff there you brought out a raft of videos recently over the last week or so i've seen at least three up there yeah i've been
4: very busy but very busy little bee yeah busy little beaver There's loads of uh loads of event videos and vlogs and stuff um i've got out
0: lately so yeah go and check them out honestly go and check out adam's channel some great great videos there mm. if you have want a uh, if you've got sort of half an hour, forty-five minutes to kill, just go and get <laughs> lost in uh yeah. <laughs> get lost in a uh, in Adam's videos. Very good. Uh, right, Until next week, listeners. Yes. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, let's get it in time. <laughs> let's get it in time. Yeah, remember. Three, three two, one, and.